right and the left. That's correct. You are. Because you're living on a line. It's a linear expansion in this direction and the other one. It has infinite length but infinitesimal gain. Timeline Only one dimension for you to meet your friends in meters on the line. grapes. I have my goat cheese. I wanted to, well, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll go into it again. I, I wanted to bring on one of the masterminds of American culinary uh, art in this country. He's known by many now, <laughs> since this week, as the Fizz Master. Welcome to the show, Paz. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me back on, Bird. And as fate would have it, Maybe this is what jinxed us. I've got a beef is sitting next to me right now. Yeah, yes, yeah. So I just go I want you to I want you to tell me the entire beef fizz journey that you took. Where did you find out about that stuff? Um what are you iterating on the process? Because this was a a phenomenon. People saw the tweet, they felt immediately compelled to to be have an opinion about it. And this is sometimes the best kind of content you can make. So please, explain to me your journey, your fizz journey. Well, so the recipe started making the rounds on a, in a screenshot or a Twitter photo on Sunday. And I was looking at it, and I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about it. And I realized that I like savory things, and something in my head just kind of snapped. I was thinking, oh... I can make this. And you know what? Actually, that would have had to have been Saturday night it was circulating. Because Sunday, I went and got the materials to make one. And then I realized I'd forgotten some of the materials. So Sunday night, after my Dark Heresy game session, I went out and got the stuff that I had forgotten previously. And then Monday with lunch, I whipped one up because I was already eating a bunch of really objectionable food and figured okay why not crown this off with beef broth ginger ale and lemon juice and so i did and while everyone on the internet everyone that had gotten behind this journey was convinced that it was going to be just some atrocious monstrosity i tried and thought hey this is a little bit bland at which point i dm'd the quote-unquote boys chat and we started building on it because I claimed and I still believe we can build a better fizz. So that was day one. Now we're on to day <laughs> two and I've added a little bit of garlic. Day, yeah. Yeah. I've added a little bit of garlic powder this time. So at this uh, point yes. we're at beef broth, ginger ale, lemon juice, and garlic powder. <laughs> it's so and the garlic it, powder is helping know, it, it doesn't but it's sound still not quite to there. me. But it does sound <laughs> like something you have to really sell people on are you the next question i have is are you committed to the cold are you committed to iterating on the cold version of this beverage or are you are you going to try a hot version of the beverage because i really think it makes a big difference i don't think i'm going to be committed to the cold version for forever 
for today, it's still hot enough out that I did put some ice in it. I wanted a cool drink. But I think later this week, as soon as temperatures get manageable up here again, I will try it without the ice. I, my big suggestion, if you're going to keep it cold, and this came to me last night, and tell me if this is crazy, Tabasco. Tabasco. You think that's the secret? It came to me in an epiphany last night was, okay, if you have a cold beverage made out of, that's basically, you know, no frills, it's basically soup, right? If you have a cold soup that you, you can heat because you've committed to the idea of keeping it cold, the next best thing would be a little maybe vinegar or spice. So that is my suggestion to you if you're going to keep it cold. Try a little, just a tad of hot sauce to kind of flavor it up. How does that sound to you? You know, I don't have any Tabasco, but I do have some of Greg's hot sauce yet. Oh, so I man, could just put one? a dab of one of those in it, but I'm afraid the, you know, they're very good hot sauces, as you also well know, but they also tend to be sweeter hot sauces, and I'm worried about that cutting on the savory just a bit, but I could try it with one of those, I right. think. Right. Right, the the um, he makes a blueberry hot. What are oh God? What's the what's the name of his brand? We should really plug it appropriately. Neo Fight Gear. Yep, yep. Neo Neo Fight Gear. Um. Okay, I'm gonna go to the site. I want to make sure that he's still selling the hot sauce. Yes, otherwise he's I think be it was a limited run at first. I don't know if it's still being produced. Oh, he is. Oh, and they're on sale right now, ladies and gentlemen. They're on sale. If you go to Neophyte Gear, that's N-E-O-F-I-G-H-T gear.com, you can get the big bottles are on sale for $4 off right now, 20 bucks for the big bottle. My recommendations, I love Federal Glow. Um, let's get the proper description. Federal Glow is a blueberry ghost pepper hot sauce. Sl I got some goat cheese right next to me. I would kill a man right now for some blueberry-based hot sauce. Um, I would also recommend Red Flag, the classic. And that's what I would recommend to you, Paz, to put in. If you have Red Flag, a cumin-forward chipotle, perfect for, as Greg describes it, cheesy eggs, Taco Bell, seasoned beef now beef fizz <laughs> yes now beef fizz <laughs> and that and now for beef fizz dude <laughs> it could be really good it could be really legendary i think um so the other things i wanted to iterate on and i did a twitter poll that i think you'll find interesting i, I believe you're you're aware of the twitter poll i wanted to see if people maybe because there were some you know, if we were going to be Christian about it, we can call them doubters. Yes. There were some yep. doubters to the beef fizz concept. So I decided let's let's throw it back to the people. Um, and the people, <clears throat> first of all, I said, which do you prefer, beef fizz? And, and again, the only thing you're changing here is the broth type. Beef fizz, chicken fizz, mushroom fizz, or fish fizz. In the order of least to most preferred, fish fizz with 8.5%, chicken fizz with 10%, mushroom fizz with 
And finally, in last place, or in first place, with 44.3% beef fizz. So despite all of the doubters, pause, I think you're on the right track in terms of the base, the base broth that you need here. Yes, or our sainted ancestors in the 70s free promotional cookbooks, at least, are on the right course. First of all, again, as a culinary mastermind, I'd love to know your opinion on... So when I put these Twitter polls together, uh, there's a little bit of a a mad scientist thing going on for me. Um, What is your... What do you think... How do you think fish fizz would go? (laughs) Of the options you had presented in that poll... I think the fish fizz is the only one that I wouldn't have the stamina or the courage to necessarily experiment (laughs) with. I can think of absolutely nothing good that would come out of a fish fizz. Even a fish stew really isn't bad. (laughs) Shout out to, uh, shout out to Sammy cook at S cook, S cook, eat, repeat. Um, she had suggested to you to add celery salt. What a great suggestion for your beef fizz, by the way. I was just looking through these comments again. I think that's going to be super key for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I've got any celery salt right now. I'd have to look. But as soon as that was suggested, I thought to myself, man, that could just be it right there. That might be the one thing that makes it or breaks it. Yeah. So your problem with the the beef fizz was that it wasn't savory enough. You described it as mostly unremarkable bland is it because it wasn't salty enough what were you what did you need out of it i think so i'd like to do something to it to increase the saltiness which the garlic powder in today's version has helped a little bit but also the actual beefiness so if i want to get very weird with this i think the thing to do okay maybe you'll even climb off board here but i almost wonder if i couldn't (laughs) When I'm cooking beef for some other reason, I almost wonder if I couldn't do like a pseudo gravy with the drippings. If I can find a way to keep that just thin enough and maybe use some actual meat drippings and incorporate that. At what point in the recipe would you add it like while you're making the actually what is the the approach to making it in the first place? Are you you just combining ingredients into the cup? Well, as our sainted forefathers advised us, yes, combined and stir was the extent of the recipe's preparation. I was shocked that that that, that recipe is not from the Dust Bowl era, because it really seems like it, it would be Yeah, from that era. It seems like it would um, be. So what were you just saying? What did you say again you wanted to tr- experiment with? Something to get up the actual beefy flavor of it. So I almost yeah. wonder if you could do like a pseudo gravy out of the drippings. If you could find a way to, I don't know. Like you don't you don't want to rue it because you don't want to thicken it. No, no, you do not want to thicken anything with seltzer. Right. That is vomit. <laughs> that would be a disaster. But you can't use just straight yeah. up beef juice. You know, I can't take a pound of thawed hamburger and wring it out into a cup because that's not going to work either. There's a like an HP Lovecraft kind of quality to this where the the more you start to focus on it and the more niche it gets, really the darker the magic becomes. Yeah, so, so you're you're with me on like careful. the wavelength here on what I'm trying to do. I just can't I can't figure out how to quite execute 
that angle of it without it becoming an abyss staring sort of thing as you're gesturing at? Yep. You're going to need a an exorcist. <laughs> yeah, I think you... I think you're on to something, though. This is what I think is the great men of history often are rebuked before they become, you know, known to the history books. You know, the first time that Napoleon was exiled, whatever. But when he came back, that was really when he became the great man of history the second time. This is where you're at. (laughs) You're currently exiled to Elba, making your beef fizz. And there will be haters, and they will try to stone you. But you really have to carry forward with this because one day people will look back and go, that was the beginning of of savory, like the return to the savory beverage. And you are right at the forefront of this process right now. Now, as we discuss my beef fizz proclivities here, did you see yesterday the rest of the meal that was going with that? The Uh, You know, (laughs) I sure did. And um, <laughs> it was um, it was a it was a meal that uh, that a photo doesn't you know do justice to. Can, explain the dish for the listeners. Explain the dish. Yeah. So I have a relative who owns and operates a beef farm, and further, we have a very good relationship with local butchers. And as such, I've always got more hamburger and occasionally more steaks than I know what to do with. And I also, while living in Kenosha, picked up a taste for Indian food. So I had this jar of curry simmer sauce just pre-made sitting in my cabinet. And I got out my burger press and I thought, okay, I'm going to make a freaking curry cheeseburger. <laughs> so it's, I did. It's the work of a madman, dude. It really is the work of a <laughs> mad scientist. What, um, what kind of curry were you using? It was like a yellow curry sort of deal. A sweet yellow okay, coconut sweet curry. Sweet yellow coconut curry. Okay, that's what I wanted to know because, you know, there's a bagillion different curries and some of them I can yes. imagine really working and some of them I can't. But like fried mm-hmm. potato, fried potato with curry on top of it, yeah, I'm in. I'm totally in on yeah, that. So you eat like a Scotsman. That, <laughs> that was the side dish right there, right? I cooked up all these burgers. I browned them like you're supposed to and whatnot. And then I had all this curry sauce left over, so I air fried a bunch of French fries, threw cheese on top of the fries while the fries were cooling. And then once I finished cooking the burgers, uh, I, I had originally made three burgers, and one of them disintegrated on me. It just didn't bind up right. So I ladle all the remaining simmer sauce and the disintegrated burger on top of the cheesy fries I was going to have as my side. And then for the hell of it, I threw on some sweet pickled onions and some pickles because I've seen people post photos of curry with pickles on social media. So now all of a sudden I've got a curried cheeseburger and the most jacked up Indian poutine a person's ever seen. I, I will say Indians are known for their pickled goods, so that it that didn't throw me off. I did throw a lot of other people off, but I have a stronger constitution than most. Um, and I trust the process when it comes to tangy stuff on curry. I think 
Did we get it? Did you have any Indian commenters who were like approved? Did anybody did anybody comment on this? Not as far as I know. I'd have to go through and look at the replies again, but I don't think any of our Indian mutuals or friends or commenters showed up to offer commentary. We're inviting you to an expressly approved commentary session. We want your opinion. If you grew up in India, even better. Let us know, are you in on curry cheeseburger and loaded fry with pickles? Because if you, if you are, Paz has created yet another authentic <laughs> masterpiece. Uh, and I say that with sincerity. It's fusion cuisine. Oh, yeah. It's Midwestern Indian fusion oh, it cuisine sure is. is what they it say. It sure is fusion cuisine. Um, what did you, was that the first time you made that? curry cheeseburger that idea yes yes it was because like i said i had a pounded hamburger thought and i knew i had that and as much as i love beef who wants just a cheeseburger yeah you know i'm a eccentric cheeseburger maxer i always like to do something weird with my burgers because if I want just a cheeseburger, I could go spend $18 at McDonald's and get a McDouble. They are the such the thieves. Are Don't even get me started on McDonald's with their with their Grimace Shake, dude. They are, they are, they have, man, I am just, actually, you've got me started. And now I'm going to shit on McDonald's a little bit here. Grimace is the, of, of cartoon characters of American origin, Grimace is the George Patton. He's one of the most iconic. He should be on a Mount Rushmore of, of American cartoon characters. And what they did to my boy, what they did to him with this drink that they made, the Grimace Shake, has been a travesty. It is. Have, have you ever had booberry paws? Oh, yeah, of course. Yep. The first sip of the Grimace Shake. And I think that I don't know why the meme is like you take one sip and then you start killing yourself or others. But the first sip of the Grimace Shake was really good. It tasted like booberry. And I was like, oh, okay, I can get into this. By sip two, there is an overwhelming lemon uh, kitchen cleaner aftertaste that starts to develop. And, and, you know, like you pause, I'm a soldier. I will, I will steam through in order to determine whether or not this thing can be salvaged or iterated on. So I drank half of it. And by the time I finished half of it, my tongue had developed this intense, uh, phantom flavor i washed my mouth my tongue out with with uh water and i could still taste a lemon cleaner flavor and i i, I don't know I, I think they would just gave me a grimace shake i don't think anybody was fucking with me despite the amount of times i fucked with this particular mcdonald's at the drive-thru doing different accents i st- i think they're being legitimate with me i didn't get sick or anything but it is just it's a travesty it, he's he's he deserves better. He deserves a lot better. That's what I have to say. So actually, if I can offer just a little question back at you and maybe some commentary here, have you had their shamrock shake at any point in the last few years or even any of their regular milkshakes? I have. Well, I've had uh, the, the vanilla milkshake. 
I felt that it was a vanilla milkshake, exactly what I paid for. And I have had their shamrock shake, which tastes like toothpaste, but in a good way. I like that. So that sort of cleaner after flavor you're talking about, every time I've tried to have a McDonald's milkshake in, say, probably the past three years now, I have gotten that. And I almost wonder if these okay. goons don't know how to clean their machines. God, I, you know what? I, I've expressed the cleaner flavor thing to other people, and a lot of them, I've, I've, only three people I think I've talked about this to who mentioned it, they were all like, did they fuck with the drink, do you think? Because they, it was all people who know what I do to this poor McDonald's. On, like on a weekly basis, I go to the drive-thru and I do a different accent, sometimes mocking the people serving me the food. And um, so I, they all thought that I was fucking with it. But to hear you say that confirms my, my belief that it is just an atrocious, atrocious beverage from an atrocious establishment. I've really turned on McDonald's in the past few years. You mentioned the other thing was the price of McDonald's. I'm really turning on McDonald's. It wasn't so long ago. What, two, three years? We were talking on this very show occasionally about McDonald's nationalism. I, they have my support yes. no longer. I am yes. not about it. No, I, I'm not either. I, I really feel that they have fallen out of our graces and they've done so, they've done so unexpectedly quickly. It's only been a few years they've fallen out of our graces. Um, and I don't know what it is because here's, uh, it's, it's the whole menu. Something seems to be wrong with the whole menu. The cheeseburgers, I've noticed, more than more than before, the cheeseburgers are not a consistent patty. There's always some kind of split or break in the patty that makes it cumbersome to have to deal with, sometimes falling around inside of the sandwich or out of the sandwich. I've noticed that the bread that they use is no longer that extremely artificial, uh, like wetness-resistant bread that made a McDonald's sandwich so robust. They, the, the chicken nuggets are probably the only thing on the entire menu that haven't changed, but they tried to make spicy chicken nuggets, which is really what I want, and they they never have them in stock at any of the McDonald's near me. So they are just, I don't know if it's a post-COVID like uh problem i don't know what it is but they've really fallen out of my out of my graces for, for sure yeah i mean we might be able to just attribute it to broken supply chains in a broken world but at the same time the one thing i will never turn on is my gas station food and if anything i feel like gas station food has improved since covid really so like what is your um so all the gas stations in Miami, they're they're actually gas stations in Miami kind of serve the bodega purpose I had in New York. They don't quite do everything that I want, but they do most. The it's all Cuban food. So it's Cuban sandwiches and then other Cuban pastries. What are they doing up by you? Yeah, so I mean up around here, the place I'm always going to and always talking about and always talking up is Quick Trip. And that's always the name I throw in the ring when everyone's talking about their regional convenience place and there's some prepackaged stuff they've got prepackaged deli sandwiches and whatnot but they're also making burgers fresh they're making chicken sandwiches fresh they've just rolled out mini tacos now which are to die for 
They're doing a wider selection of wings and sauced wings every single day. And on Mondays, I can go there and I can get a whole rotisserie chicken for five bucks. I I go to Wawa for all my sandwiches. They're like just above mid. I could never get a rotisserie chicken at a quick trip. This is you can get a rotisserie chicken. Yeah, from a gas station. And it tastes like an actual rotisserie chicken. You know, it's it's not a roller food chicken. It's an actual chicken. Not that I have a problem with rolling. Wisconsin food. sounds like an amazing, wonderful place. I think it is. <laughs> sounds like a, it sounds like a, uh, it sounds like a Garden of Eden of delicious, fatty, greasy, delicious foods like chickens and cheeses and burgers and. Sounds now, incredible. before I go too far with that, though, obviously there's things that you just can't get in small town Wisconsin. I would do some terrible crimes primarily nonviolent ones, to be able to get a Euro anywhere around here, and I just can't. But I saw that tweet. Yeah, one of the iconic ones over by Milwaukee finally went under. Uh, shout out to him. I'm not going to give his real name on air, but so Wisco. He lives behind a uh, padlock, and I will there respect that. But one of the iconic Euro shops over by Milwaukee closed. And there's basically none here on the western side of the state where I am now. God. So to get any kind of good euro, I need to go back to Kenosha, my former stomping grounds, and go to the little Mexican euro fusion shop in the back of a gas station there. And that's fine. I just can't drive four hours for that all the time. Part of the promise of this great country is Greek food. I know that sounds crazy, but you, you, you haven't made it till you have a Greek place somewhere nearby. That's when you, because that is white guy ethnic food. Like they're white guys, but they're as far away as white guys get. And it's like home cooking ethnically. The gyro is like a staple of we're going out to get something different. You know what I mean? But we carry forward as two culinary masterminds that we are. Um, Again, everybody's going to be hungover, so we're doing a shorter one here. Hop over to the Patreon for an hour and a half of Grant and I discussing the top 25 cuisines as rated by taste atlas uh it will not surprise you our opinions Inst- but we have one piece of news that is really and i don't know pause if you've done much research into this but we can certainly look through it together madonna is not doing very well as far as i understand it she was recently hospitalized uh for something uh, a a bacterial it seems like a bacterial infection she was uh, uh, uh brought into the hospital sp- spending several days in the ICU and she's still in the hospital now she had some kind of bacterial infection and the thing i want to know is on what part of her body and i don't mean that to be crude i have an uncle His name is Richie. He was a real cocaine user in the past. Real, like real tough on the cocaine. He developed a a bad bacterial infection in his in his like lower sinuses, like right near Mm -hmm. the nose. A really he had to be hospitalized for several days. And and they had said it was because there was so much consistent damage done to the nose from the cocaine that it was just a constant rotting festering 
place on his face. And it, he looked normal from the outside. And now I wouldn't say Madonna looks normal from the outside. She's got a lot of plastic surgery done. But I wonder if this was a drug-related bacterial uh, injury. You also know that she's had a lot of Botox. It could be any number of things. And I don't want to speculate on the woman's health because as funny as it is to make fun of her, she was the sound of the eighties. Her and Michael Jackson were the sound of the eighties. We have to give them the respect for that. Um, but we wish her well, I say. We wish her well. Uh unless is she one of those blood drinkers? As far as I know she is. She pals around with the Clintons a whole shit ton, doesn't she? Oh, you're right. She was like, again, I don't want to be we know rude on the show. Drinker. But one of the most iconic moments of Madonna in the last decade, I think, was her offering Hummers on social media to Hillary voters who could prove they voted for Hillary. Well, I still wish her the best, but you're right. Maybe she is one of those blood, little blood drinkers or whatever. Yeah, no doubt. Um, speaking, of co- <laughs> speaking of cocaine, um, they just discovered Hunter Biden's cocaine baggie in the bathroom stalls at the White House. <laughs> Was it the bathroom stalls? Because I thought it was like just right there in the presidential library. You think he was? Well, actually, to be honest, I made up the bathroom stall part, but that's where I would figure he would do the cocaine. I mean, I guess he could do the cocaine in a lot of different places. Yeah, I mean, you'd hope he'd have the decency to go to the bathroom. But they're they're going to say that this was some low level staffer. Yeah, they're going to try and throw someone under the bus. No, they, they, yeah, and that's what's so fucked up about it is you know they're going to come out and say it was this one kid, one man would do cocaine in the White House, and it's the guy who does cocaine everywhere else. It's Hunter Biden. The guy who was just there on a weekend visit. <laughs> it's, it's absurd. But the thing is, if they, put, if they assign the blame where it belongs on Hunter, then they have to face the fact that that would violate whatever agreement he came to with the ATF to make his gun charges disappear. And they can't have him going to jail at this point. Really bad, man. It's, it's, I'm, I I have pivoted back and forth between Hunter Biden love and Hunter Biden hate. And right now I'm in the Hunter Biden help phase. This guy needs assistance he needs medical assistance. He needs to go to a psychiatrist or something. He's He needs up. to go to a real rehab and not a celebrity rehab. Yes. Yeah, he needs to go wherever Madonna goes. Are they Al Caponing him? Like, do they know that he's got worse stuff and they're just being vindictive about it? Or Well, I'd imagine they find a staffer that can keep their mouth shut, say, okay, you got to do what? a month, two months, pay a big fine, go to rehab. And on the other side of it, it'll be waiting a cushy NGO gig if you can keep your fucking mouth shut, right? You think that's what they tell them. You got to eat this ticket for us, maybe do a stint in rehab, but there'll be a nice job waiting for you on the other side. And that would, and, and whoever would decide to press charges, I, I suppose, would be the Attorney General of the United States? Is that D.C. police, Capitol Police jurisdiction? The District Attorney. The District Attorney would have to press charges. That if this Hunter Biden stuff just sort of goes away, which you've got to imagine it does, Biden is going to go for another term here, uncontested by his party. Well, so are they letting him hang on? To keep the field empty so they can then boot him out and clear the way for Kennedy? God, I wish, dude. <laughs> I, 
I wish, dude. I I I am of the mind. Uh, um, Kennedy might be anti-vax, but he's a shit lib through and through. He'd be just fine with ninety-five percent of their agenda. I really do think that most of this country thinks Biden has done a spectacular job. That can't be real, though, can it? I mean, you see those polls, <laughs> but there's no way people are actually saying that. Especially if Trump is on the other side, a large amount of this country is just voting for the guy uh, who's opposing Donald Trump. And they also have that that exponential bonus of, you know, the re-election. The incumbent always has a better chance of winning. Right. The incumbent edge is real in every race, but I just can't take seriously the idea that anyone actually thinks Biden's doing a good job as president. I... Let's go look. I'm going to look up a poll right now. Let's just see. Joe Biden approval ratings. And obviously the approval ratings aren't the best measure of him going up against somebody else. But let's go to the 538. How popular is Joe Biden? His disapproval rating has slowly risen from when he first took office in 2021 at a 30% disapproval. He's risen to a 54% disapproval. But on Rasmussen, which is probably the most right-leaning of the sources that uh, 538 will pull from, that's his disapproval rating is 53%. That's the max. It's really a lot lower than I think Trump's ever was. Like, Trump... Trump was coasting really high at some points. I I really do think most people are, and this is what the poll indicates to me. First of all, at some point in August 25th of 2021, his approval and disapproval ratings started to match, and they have consistently now, they've, they've inverted. So his disapproval is now higher than his approval. That's from COVID, his COVID handling policies. He has... Already reached his lowest approval, which was uh, July 18th of 2022, right at the end of COVID, probably some Ukraine war-related stuff or maybe the gas crisis mm-hmm. happened around that time. Um, but he's currently at a 40% approval, 54% disapproval. But the thing that isn't shown is how desperate are you not to have Trump in office? And that, I think right. if you compare the two... It, it could be enormous. I mean, it could be an enormous difference. So I really do think he might be a sure shot. Like, I really do think most people think, maybe not doing a stellar job, Paz, but I think most people are ambivalent towards him. Ambivalent might be the right word. Could be really weird. I, I really think we could see another Biden four years if he will be lives. really weird. And that's the other question. Again, are we even certain that he's still alive now? We're also the number one Biden clone tracking, <laughs> Biden double tracking, yeah. right? We didn't stop doing that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, we are at iteration. Actually, Biden has had more iterations than your beef fizz at this point. <laughs> well, for now, I don't think he's swapping out daily like I'm going to be. But <laughs> <laughs> No, I think they did settle in on a Biden at some point around the gas crisis. They knocked the other one off a of roof. And they picked up another one. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know, man. It could be really interesting. But those are the major pieces of news that we have. The only other news of what is uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk have settled. Well, they haven't settled on a venue. But I, I this is one of those things where th- somebody else has settled the venue for mm-hmm. them. 
it turns out that the I'm trying to find his name. It turns out that the ministry of uh, the Italian ministry, uh, who which represents uh, the public works, uh, public parks, turns out the head of that department has offered Musk and Zuckerberg the opportunity to fight their ultimate fighting championship uh, 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 bout, which, yes, it's, it's been associated with the UFC. Dana White's in now. At the Coliseum. Well, I, I wasn't on the previous episode, and I just want to go on record now that if it happens, I'm taking Musk. Not because I think he's a better fighter Whoa. or more capable. I think Zuck would absolutely kick his ass if they were the same size. <laughs> but I think people are forgetting yeah. that weight classes exist for a reason. And Musk is a big dude. Yeah, he he is a big dude. Um, he They are saying he weighs 180 pounds. That is the liest lie that I've ever heard. That guy's at least 220. Yep. And, and he's chubby and he doesn't go to the gym. But if they gave him a year... You know, he. Our, we did discuss on the last episode the possibility of him putting the Neuralink in his head <laughs> and kind of downloading fight information. So if he's got that plus steroids, which these guys are not going to be tested, I promise. No. These guys will not be. And even if they, and even if they will be tested, LeBron James has been using German synthetic steroids for the past twenty years of his career because he has so much money he can get the stuff they don't test for. Imagine what these guys can get. Right. Right. They could be on. What's that other dude's name? The Brian Johnson regimen? Yes. Yes. So I think I think I just wanted to be on record saying that Musk is probably going to win just on the sheer size factor if the fight actually happens. That's uh, all of us picked Zuckerberg uh, on the last episode. So you are the lone Musk supporter, but that means you have a great amount of betting money to win <laughs> if you put money down. So it's worth doing. 50,000 attendants can sit in that ancient amphitheater. And I vowed that TLE would be among those <laughs> among those 50,000. We will raise the money to, to, to do this. We will if they fight. We will try to raise the money to do this. I wonder this. if we could get press passes. We have to be there on scene. But anyway. Anyway. It could be, it could be an enormous thing. So... We have all that. That's our news for the week. Everybody, please pray for New York City, uh, which is currently banning uh, coal fire and wood fire ovens, the only means to make good pizza. Please pray for New York City, everybody. Because it's fucking over. It's so fucking over for them. You'll have to go to <laughs> Quick Trip. Can you get pizza at Quick Trip? Oh, Buzz? hell yeah. They got pizza ovens right in the back. They got this thing called the tailgater pizza. Hell yeah. Where they take their sausage and portion it out to triple the regular size and then take cheddar cheese curds and melt that on top of your regular pizza. Whoa. So you got just these massive chunks of sausage and literal cheese curds still embedded in the actual cheese blend. It's fantastic. Holy shit, dude. That sounds awesome. Um... That sounds a lot better than what you'll be able to get in New York in a few years. I will I will leave the listeners with this. Remember, go over to the Patreon. You get another hour and a half of content. We will leave you with this. A man declares the New York City pizza party protest. If you're in New York City and you don't go to this, 
Uh, you're a scum fuck. All right, let's hear what he has to say. He's walking up with his pizza. He's very mad. Delivering pizzas to the mayor. He's pulling out a piece of paper. Here we go. The woke ass idiots who run this city are doing everything in their power to destroy it. We have naked men with their titties bouncing around all over the city yesterday <laughs> in public in front of children. We have the most violent raging crime rate ever. We are being invaded by illegal immigrants who are being treated way better than our homeless veterans, our teachers and first responder heroes who were fired, still not compensated because they didn't take the Fauci injection. Our city schools produce the dumbest kids and the woke ass punks who run New York City are afraid of pizza. The world used to respect New Yorkers <laughs> as tough, thick skinned and gritty. Now we have become pussified. It's a damn shame. You heard of the Boston Tea Party? Well, this is the Boston, New York. This is the New York Pizza Party. Give us pizza or give us death. Fucking moron. <laughs> he's taking the pizza out of the box now. Give he picks it up pizza. and he's throwing it over the gate to death. the governor's mansion and yelling, give us pizza give or us give us pizza. death. <laughs> This guy's going to get cited. He definitely got cited for a crime. <laughs> the Boston pizza party. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's right. New York used to be a place full of respectable, gritty, retarded Italian-Americans like him. And we are slowly being pushed out of our, of our, of our, of our land, of our native land, dude. Uh, it's a real fucking travesty altogether. So please, if you're even vaguely near the New York City area, you need to figure out when the New York City pizza party protest is being held and go there in representation of TLE and see if you can find Scott Lobadio. Lobido. Scott Lobido. That's the guy in the video. Scott Lobido, who uh, tags himself as a patriot, artist, and activist, and number one freedom fighter on Twitter. If you are at the protest, and you see Scott, and you, he looks like an Italian version of RFK, you won't be able to miss him. Let him know TLE sent you, and we'd love to have him on the show to talk about this subject matter. I would love, love to get him on. So, I love the energy there. We have become completely pussified, and we need to fight back. We just need to fight back. Absolutely. No notes. 10 out of 10. Go to the pizza party, support <laughs> our troops. Our pizza troops, that is. Yes. All right, everybody. Take care. I hope you had a great fourth. Enjoy your hangover on the fifth. Uh, and we'll, I guess we'll see you again next week. Yeah. Peace out.